Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your number one podcast for all things Big Ten football and Big Ten football only. Thank you very, very much for listening. I am your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek. And this is Big Kurt. I am on uh, Twitter. I am Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt on Twitter. That's big with a one, B1G. My handle, at B1GKURT. Um, very exciting day. We are, as we were recording this, we is, are watching uh, football. We are watching live college football. I am uh, hoping for Hawaii to uh, hold on to this. Why is that, Jeffrey the Greek? Because uh, I, I live up to my name. That's why. And uh, Hawaii has got a 17 point lead, and I've got 17 points. So I'm just so you're go winning by 34 right yeah, now. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. And there's about a fumble. That. <laughs> for the As Rams. They say that Colorado State, <laughs> Colorado State takes over the ball that Hawaii fumbles. Um, Go Rams! Um, I just feel like at the beginning of the year for games like this, they, nobody knows how good these games are. When I see a 17 point line like that, week zero, week one, whatever you want to call it, it's hard it, to imagine where it comes from, right? Well, it's I understand the desert people, which by the way, I'm assuming everybody understands that. I mean Vegas by that, but just to be just yes, to I'm sure. I understand the Vegas people know things that most humans don't know, but they they don't know everything about uh, what has gone down or what how the offensive line has gelled out in Hawaii f- for how their team's coming together. There's no way they can know it. No. So how do they set the line? So take That's seven, my question. So take the 17 points okay. is basically how I work. Too big of a spread is what you're, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you, you for... take a look at, I would say, anything over 13, 14 points. Okay. Uh, you know, if it's like well-known teams, it's a little bit makes a little bit more sense sometimes. Yeah. But for, for Hawaii and Colorado State. Hawaii, Colorado State, you just kind of take the points. But I doubt if I'm alone on that. So... All right, good theory. I like yeah. it. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do two podcasts. We're gonna separate these. Ooh, and by the way, speaking of two podcasts, yes, the amazing, our amazing producer Baba Booey, Baba Booey Big Kurt, has gotten the eyes on we're, Big Podcast on iTunes. We are on iTunes, and we have changed our branding a little bit. We should point this out. Yeah, we are now eyes spelled out E Y E S on Big. So search for eyes on Big. Big with a one on iTunes. Find us, subscribe, listen. Thank you very much. Share all those type of things. Um, you can you can refer to us as I I apostrophe S on Big or I I E Y. I don't really care as long as you follow us. And but if to do the searching, E Y E S on Big correct is, is the way to do it. So all right, so uh, podcast one on iTunes and podcast two on iTunes will be separate. Um, podcast one. This is what you're listening to now. We are going to kind of finish up uh, the camp tour uh, visits. We've already they already uh, went to Maryland, Ohio State, Indiana, and Rutgers last time we left off. Sorry that there was a gap, but uh, I had to be at the hospital for like three, four days as my second son. Was Something born. a little important. Yeah. So we had one in the hopper that uh, we loaded up for you, but now we're going to get all caught up and and move forward. Um, so yeah, we're going to go around the big 10, give you just very, very quick, uh, snapshots of Minnesota, Penn state, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan state, Michigan, Purdue, Nebraska, Northwestern, Wisconsin, talk about yet more updates on the ultimate knucklehead season that has ever oh. been a knucklehead season. Well, especially for the big 10, this has to be the worst off season in big 10 history. Where have you come down at it? Is this, uh, 
uh, a great time to start a Big Ten specific football podcast. Well, I mean, I guess so. I guess for for most uh, podcasters, it would be, but that's not really what we're going to focus on. So I guess for us, it, I'm not sure how much it benefits us, and yeah. it's not really what I want to be talking about. No, I want to be it, talking about games. No, I'm with Big Kurt here, and to, and to give any new listeners, as we've been picking up some new ones, uh, we want to talk about all teams in the Big Ten. Um, yes. Blue blood teams are very much going to be talked about, but non-blue blood teams are going to be talked about. I love me some Rutgers in Maryland. Yep, we're going to talk about everybody. Um, And probably another thing is we want to talk about the actual football and the football games and the X's and O's. That's the goal. Yeah. Like there was somebody, I don't even know who it was, it was a college football-specific person on Twitter said, what are the number one storylines that you're looking for heading into the football season. And I just tweeted back, I'm looking for teams to be blocking and tackling. That's hmm. what I'm looking for. Okay. I'm, I I think I'm done with story. Yes. <laughs> Even though that's what we're going to talk about here to a certain degree, but yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah. Anyways, we're going to go through the teams, go through, uh, the knuckleheadness and then hopefully put a, put a bow on that, uh, portion of the off the field stuff as much as possible. Um, all the teams that I listed out right there, I did not include Ohio State, but there has been obviously big updates ever since that. So the Ohio State uh, por- portion of this will be at the end. If you get to the end and and you don't want to listen to the Ohio State, so we're going to save that for the end. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you have the option to just stop and then go on to the second podcast. So um, how you feeling, man? You want to get going here? Yeah, let's get going. Um, you you kick it off with yeah. the the, okay. the the bus tour. I'll right. be honest with you. I tried to suffer through these shows and just couldn't for the most part. But I'll I'll give my input where I have it. Yeah, I uh, it was tough because again the in a, the hospital visit and getting caught up with the timing and everything. So did you watch all of them? I, I watched all of them, or at least at wow. least parts parts. I of think all I of ended them, up yeah. watching half of them. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like is. Again, it's great to have the Big Ten Network and being a Big Ten fan. There's no doubt about that. Um, I also understand to a certain degree that they're not going to go out of their way to to strike down a coach, player, or program. No, you because you, you got to promote them. That's one of the reasons they're there. But you just don't get much insight at all. I mean, it, you can read Athlon and learn as much as, as you do yeah. from those shows. Yeah, Um I think I feel like it's just a couple more things you can pull out. I, well, I like your strategy of trying to read between the lines when they're interviewing coaches. But if a coach is really good, he doesn't give anything away. Yeah, read between the line interviewing the coaches, or just read between the lines with the the, with the end segment comment. where they okay. say, you know, what's what's your major takeaway or yeah. something like that. Um, Jerry Denardo, you can definitely pull some stuff out of. So Jerry, uh, I'm a little concerned about him. Yeah, he's real twitchy. Is that just who he is, or? Am, am, yeah, I think that's who he is. Okay, I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's probably getting up there in age a little bit. Yeah, he's just like you know bobbing around, moving around a lot. Yeah, I think that's just. That's, I hope that's, so. He's Italian. I like that's Jerry. how Italians True. talk. Man. Yeah, they, they they talk with their hands. That was one um, thing that stood out to me. That that's my big observation yeah. from the bus tour. <laughs> well, and uh, there's been other you know there's other podcasts that talk about the bus tour. You, you know, buddies probably talk to their but you know buddies about the Big, big Ten bus tour, and and I I feel like it gets flack. Like you you know we even had a little bit of flack here, but I, I just want to say, Dave Resin is a great host. 
he, he, he does, does a good job. Oh, he's professional and great. I yeah. think Jerry DiNardo is fantastic. Jerry's pretty good. In his role. I'm sorry, but... T-Rex is not great. <laughs> so so T-Rex is, so is... That's Howard Griffith. If you've ever noticed, he's got really short arms for a football player. He just looks like he has T-Rex arms. And I'm not a big fan of his to begin with, so I call him T-Rex. And I feel like Howard Griffith is... Looks like a great guy to have a beer with. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't know football. He no, just but he just doesn't, doesn't add that much, right? He just doesn't add that much, and he just really likes to be positive, like, nonstop. Unless he's talking about Illinois, but, yeah, mostly all right. agree. Um, all right. So I'm going to start out with a quiz to get into the team. Oh, great. Okay. Quick quiz? Yeah. Yeah. Go. For, all right, you're, all right. I'm excited. Okay. Which team am I talking about? Okay. I tell you, this team has physical practices. You know, maybe they're not the most talented team in the Big Ten. Maybe not even the most talented team in, in their division. But they got good, solid players. And this is a team that you know is going to come out and have a good season. That sounds like Iowa. Or Michigan State. Yeah, it could be either okay, one. So sure. I'm lumping Iowa and Michigan State together because essentially... Is that... You're su- you're sum- summarizing what they said about both these teams. Yes, that okay. is literally what they said okay. about both teams. Yeah. And... What you have here is a it, – it, it's even worse with the national media. It's it's pretty much the same thing with the Big Ten with Big Network. Ten. When you have a coach that's been there for 20 years, yeah. like Kirk Ferentz, and been there for – I think it's 15 years for uh, 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 D'Antonio. Is it 15? Some, it's close. Oh, Lord. To, yeah. I didn't know it was that much. Um, they, they just have run out of things to say. To, to yeah. say. And the because thing the, is, the coaches is, aren't giving them anything, so the they got to say something. Aren't giving me anything, and the other thing too is they know that um, um, it's the same thing that they've covered. Uh, uh, sorry, twelfth year, twelfth year that okay. Antonio's going into. It's it's the same team that they've covered for the last twelve or twenty years in Iowa's case. Mm-hmm. So there really isn't that much. So they're getting they bored. Yeah, the the announcers get bored. They yeah. they just go to practice and see. I right. mean, there's there's things that you know that that. Teams pulled a Denardo on Twitter, talked about Iowa, and said, whoa, there's a little bit more firepower um, with this team mm-hmm. at wide receiver and skill positions okay. than there has been in the past. By the way, if you tweet it out, why not say it online? Sure. Or, or on, <laughs> right. on TV right. during the Big Ten bus tour. And but. speaking of, he tweeted out about the Illinois facility, the new one that they're so building. We'll go on Illinois. We'll go on Illinois. Okay. Yep. Um, so I learned nothing. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I, I know more about the Illinois program than any of those guys on TV. Sure. And so I learned absolutely nothing from listening to them. One of the things that uh, frustrates me, and I wonder what the athletic department is doing. How much involvement do they have in their episode? Because I would think if you're the Illinois football program, you want them to talk about the facility, right? Sure. I mean, this is going to help recruiting. They touched on it for maybe 30 seconds. They showed the players signing the last I-beam that was put in place, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess that's what I would want from these shows. You know, they talk about, oh, offensive line looks like this, defensive line looks like that, blah, blah, blah. Give me something more yeah, than that. I hear you. Take us on a tour through the facility. Have Lovey walk through the facility. Because that's, it's, that is what you get with the 
uh, Big Ten Network, you have a camera, you have access. Yeah. They're giving you access. I mean, they've got uh, the structures in place. Yep. The floors are point. there. It's a really good point. Why wouldn't they have Lovey or a player or somebody walk them through and show renderings? Here's what it's going to look like. Here's This is going to be the, the player's meeting area. This is going to be the, the coach's office. None of that. Nothing. All, just a bunch of talking heads. And, heck, they could have had a theme with that stuff because there's so many new facilities or building exactly. facilities that are going up right now. That could have been something that they touched on in a lot of different and, places. And, you know, Dave is balling all over the Northwestern facility all the time. At least have have Illinois be able to talk about theirs for once. Um, anything else that you actually – so as far as pulling things out of the Illinois – not. Yeah, nothing. I'll tell you something that, that I thought was hilarious. Um they interviewed Hardy Nickerson, defensive coordinator, and asked him, and this just goes back to coaches and why you should never interview them and how they never give you anything. They said, well, where do you think you're weak on, on, your, in, on your defense? And he kind of tried to dodge the question a little bit. He said, uh, well, I like our linebackers here, like defense. But what about weak? Where are you weak? And he goes, well, probably defensive tackle. And I just started laughing out loud. The only place we are solid and have depth on our entire team is defensive tackle. So you think that was on purpose? Absolutely. Okay. He's saying, bleep you. I'm not going to answer your question. Interesting. Okay. So I learned nothing um, from watching that episode. Here's what I learned from that episode. Here's here's my take. Mm. Um, from, this will be good. Yeah. I, I know you know this. I know Illini fans know this. But to a certain degree, I, I, am, I represent the audience for Big Ten fans when it comes to Illinois football like i know more now because of you sure but the stats they put on the screen oh yeah yeah okay yeah go over them all right last last year right yep 87 cumulative true freshman starts 87 which i thought it would be more than that but okay (laughs) 51 combined offensive starts by true freshman 36 by Mm. defense freshmen started at least six true freshmen started in uh six of each of the final 11 games Six of and then thirty-one first-time starters. Every single thing that I just read right there is a is a record for Illinois football and probably for the Big Ten, don't you think? It's got to be. Yeah, and some of them Maybe may be the nationally. Planet. Yeah, right. It's. I mean, insane. it was a. It was. I know true, we talked about this, but it is. It was I, a, I, I don't think people still grasp. No, they don't. How young. No. the team was. It was a true detonation and starting over. Now, I will say, for the most part. They were playing guys that were better than, you know, they, they were the best option, basically. Yeah. There was a handful that they should have been playing upperclassmen. But for the most part, if it's even, you're leaving for the upperclassmen. That's yeah, just... and, and if they had played the upperclassmen, would they have won another game? Eh, yeah. maybe one, maybe. So would, would it be worth it? I. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on board the rebuild, but there's going to be – they're still very young. Yeah. As uh, we saw – there's a tweet recently was that they were the first or second one of the top two in terms of percentage of underclassmen. I think it was first. Okay. I think Illinois again is number one in terms of underclassmen. Haven't and, helped the team that's younger than them still. Yeah, I, I think I think we were the youngest. And Minnesota was up there. Up but there, they yeah. were still like eight percentage points lower than Illinois. Um, last thing on Illinois, then we'll move on actually to Minnesota. Um, so – one of the cool things is you get to know the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. So yeah. This is just my first like gut feeling. Okay. okay. I liked Hardy Nickerson way more 
than I thought it was going to in the interview. Really? Okay. Very much more personal. I thought he would be more like, you know, Bravo type of deal. Okay. Uh, Rod Smith. Eh. Oh, Rod Smith is great. Okay. I I love Rod Smith. He's been mic'd up for a few practices. Okay. First of all, the players love him. Okay. The coaches love him. The right. previous OC got in fights with players and coaches. Like, nobody liked him. He was yeah. a cancer. Yeah. So it, I was against firing McGee initially. Then I found out more about it. I was okay with it. I think Rod Smith is fitting in great. Plus, I'm excited about the scheme. Um, I just have troubles with coaches that look like fat bastard. Well, he's he's a big boy. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be. He's getting to Mangino. Yes, I mean he's four bills plus, right? He, is he tall too? So he's four bills. You gotta have some height too. Well, I don't know how tall he is, but he played quarterback in college. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean you're tall, but. Yeah. He, I don't think he's short. I don't know how tall he's, but I'm guessing he's four bills. All right. Um, moving on to Minnesota. Um, speaking of their O and D coordinators, I thought they were both fantastic interviews. Um, Kurt Ciaroka, I I really liked him. Um, I, the one thing that I noticed, this was the theme. Each time they asked – it was especially with with Ciaroka, the the okay. offensive coordinator, yep. but I, I think you picked it up with kind of the whole show. Okay, they would ask about a player or uh, the D line or the O line or something like that. And the quote, I swear, I heard it two or three times, was, "We really like the progress that the young guys are making." Hmm. So they've been given a script by no. Boy. That means to me, we're we are not up to Big Ten. Okay. football level well i think but we're getting better That's, yeah but i think pj made that clear at media days so they didn't come right out and say holy cow we're young and horrible but the basic was that was your read between the lines yes that, okay so so again this is what you have to do with these interviews with the big 10 bus tour and i'll be honest read. with if you somebody if somebody doesn't say we f- we feel great about our own line if they say we like the progress we're making. That yeah, means sure. I get it. We're better at practice twelve than we were at one. Sure, but we we got a ways to go. So you're a lot better at reading between the lines than I am. Well, I like to think I'm better at reading between the lines because I I tried and I just either either I couldn't do it or I didn't have the attention span and I just gave up. <laughs> attention span does matter. Um, Penn State. Uh, I felt like again that was that was kind of to be expected. Uh, I. I how are you on James Franklin, by the way? I don't know if I... Well, I, I like the guy. I always liked him at Vanderbilt. He's got a bit of a arrogance about him that I guess I don't like. But it's hard it's to... prerequisite for that. Guy. Yeah, but it's just hard to knock what he's done, you know, between the success he's had yeah. on the field and I know, the way he's recruiting. Do you see those tweets going around about overrated and underrated coaches, and he was yeah. high up on the overrated? Well... I don't even understand... So that I think that's just coaching jealousy, which you're going to find in in any industry, don't you think? Or else maybe they know something that we don't. Yeah, like I'm they just like you're basically going going off of what they've done as a head coach. He had solid teams at Vanderbilt. He won nine games twice, I think, at yeah. Vanderbilt. And then and I, he's gone to Penn State and done excellent, outstanding. I I, how? What about him is overrated? Well. And, and by the way, I don't think he's that crazy hyped either. No, I don't think so either. So where, so where does that come from? It is odd, but but I think even 
equally odd is the the backlash of the backlash on that one. How everybody, like all the the national writers, started piling. Oh, Franklin not overrated, and just started writing these articles yeah. about how great he was. It's, that I thought was as weird as people thinking he was overrated. Yeah, the I, whole thing was bizarre. Yeah, I just wanted to odd. move on from it, which was has enough. nothing to do with the BTN Busters, but that was just something that I've been thinking about. Um, as far as the the team. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that they have been recruiting talent to the campus. Oh, they've been uh, crushing campus. it. Yep. <laughs> My God. Uh, Micah Parsons. Parsons. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Um, they've got two. They've they've got a Heisman Trophy candidate at starting quarterback yep. and a stud right behind him. That uh, guy, Parsons, looks like LeVar Arrington. He, oh, he does. Same number. Same number. Yeah. Well, oh, there's there's no coincidence Oh, my there. Lord. Yeah. yeah. LeVar Leap coming at you. Yeah. Again, Against though. Illinois. Was that against Illinois? Yeah. Nice. yeah. Okay. yeah. Kirk Johnson was the quarterback. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it seemed like they weren't uh, – the crew and the coaches weren't jumping out of their skin. This is, again, mm. between lines. Weren't jumping out of their skin to tell you how amazing Penn State was. Okay. But at the same time, they're like um, – There's a lot of talent talent here. gels. Yeah. Right. You know, like, because I think that I think is, their talent's still a little young, a little on the young very, side. Oh, very yeah. much, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, but I think that is Penn State. I think I think what you think about Penn State is what you got out of the Big Ten tour, which is, is this going to come together? Because right. if it does, this is just Scary. going to be another good team yeah. again. Well, it may not happen this year, but it's going to happen in the next couple, I'm sure. Um, what about Michigan? Yeah, Nebraska. Um Good interviews with the with Did they the interview Frost? Yeah, oh yeah, they interviewed okay. Frost. Good I mean Frost is a great interview. Yeah. I mean I honestly I have nothing against sure. Frost. It's just the the yeah. board of followers too. <laughs> right. Frost I understand. It's insane. Um he definitely has I don't think there's any doubt that he has a demeanor about him that is cool to the players. Okay. And that comes out on screen. It comes out when they kind of show the the interactions, um, I, I mean, it was basically what you thought the coverage was, which is like the, the Big Ten is is really hoping that Nebraska comes back up. And yeah, they certainly are, and they are definitely they're cheering for them. Right? There's not going to be any. There's not going to be any pulling them down with that. No. Um, I don't think they went overboard to talk about. Like the the extreme amount of talent and depth and everything. Okay, with the defense, but what about the physical transformation? Did they talk about that at all? A little bit. Do they? Yeah. So okay. this is going off of a different podcast, the Bigger Ten podcast, which we have which, a ton of respect for. Yeah, but and there's we don't really consider them. They're kind of competition, but not really. But yeah, no, John no, Miller it's not, and it's not competition. It's just it's hey, this is the way I look at it. you. You can go you can go shop for stuff at at. Target, and you can go shop for stuff at Walmart. There's some stuff, that right? You, you we're know, not uh, we're not the Walmart in that <laughs> equation, but <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> oh man! But anyway, um, the Bigger Ten podcast, good podcast, and it's John Miller and Steve. But Days. yeah, they have talked <clears throat> ad nauseum about the about physical a, transformation that took place in three months, yeah. according to their watch, right. which is just ridiculous. It's, and I call them on it, and they just dodge the question. There is no doubt. I'm sure 
that they have a a much bigger commitment. But and by the way, but, uh, but, but who but, doesn't but, have a commitment? Well, to that's my thinking? point. I, know, I so don't know that there's a bigger commitment. How do well, I know that? I, you think Mike Riley was saying, "Don't lift weights, guys. Just no. sit on sit on the couch, smoke weed, and eat pizza." <laughs> no, I don't. I do not think that. But I do think. There is a type of weight program that that fits to the program sometimes sure. better. Um, just a, a extreme commitment to cardio because they're going to be running so much more. So you play. think that's what is they're more cut some, than they some, were? Some, something along the lines of they're that. They're leaner than they were maybe. Because in the I, Riley I mean, offense, you didn't have to do that. You didn't need that. Yeah. Right? Maybe so, that's what they're referring. But still, in three months, you're not going to see a physical transformation. Right. But to the naked eye. Right. Yeah, it's give me just, a break. It's been. Yeah. Give me a break, John Miller. Oof. Um, John, I love you, man. Don't. Yeah, you, I like you too, John. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I think you're full of and crap it, there. Well, it was that was more dazed. I thought it was that. John. No, it's it's no. hard to tell sometimes no, when they're dazed. tweeting as the podcast. Yeah, no, that's mostly from day, from days talking. Trust me on that one. Um, okay. On to Michigan, um, kind of pulling things together, but. The 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 Harbaugh interview was just he just went off yeah I mean just well I mean see I should have watched that. yeah I, I didn't mean, watch he, it he just kind of I mean a lot of, they were just talking about the trip over to 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 France oh, God hey did you have you watched the behind the scenes when the team's over and no it, I haven't it's cool it is all right it's just such a colossal waste You're of seeing, money wow it's I know okay. it's private funds and you can do whatever you want but right. just oh lord I it's okay. Side note, it's crazy that, like, one team out of 130 just flies overseas once a year. That, that's crazy to me, but that's a whole other podcast, maybe. Yeah, which... But that... Yeah. that um, But, you know, they've got, like, a specific TV show that, like, followed the Michigan team yeah. over there. It's, is that the Netflix show, or is that a different one? Yeah, I watched it on BTN today. Okay. So, um, I, I haven't seen it. Um, the They're young men. You know, I, I still remember flying down to the kickoff classic we played kansas mm. state in arrowhead stadium okay right, my senior like year. first year for yep. first game of the the, the year first game right? of the okay year. remember yeah. that used to be like a yeah i remember that yeah that. sure and i remember we, we flew and it was i remember being on the flight with i can't remember who it was but he was a freshman from why would you fly to kansas city yeah it was we oh you, i mean if it's a short if it's, it's like a, a four-hour drive but it's a 45 minute flight okay um i remember a kid being like a freshman being scared on, of being on the plane, never been on a plane. Before. Right. So sure. you, you take that with young men who've barely flown, not flown at all. They, they, yeah. All of a sudden they're in France and you could tell they're, they're, their eyes are as big as, sauce, sure. you know, yeah. and they're saucepans and they're like, they loved it. And th- then when they got on to, um, uh, Omaha beach, I mean, dude, it was, Oh, I imagine that would be pretty intense. I, I was, it struck me. And I did hear that they had done that and I was proud of Jim for doing that. And, it's cool. I do need to watch it. And I think it shows, it kind of gives you cohesion, you know, on the team and stuff well, yeah, like chemistry, that. yeah, so, chemistry, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so know, is Jim way, still wearing khakis? He, he does Okay, that's all I really need and, to know about them. You know, along with the khakis, the, the old school horn, like, yeah. glasses, that's another throwback. Like, But didn't he do that because of uh, Woody Hayes? Which right. Is, that, that doesn't even make... Well, Woody's got... Was Because was it... <clears throat> Well, not Woody Hayes, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think I it was know. because of Woody. Because, uh, but it's a, it's another throwback to let's try to right. represent the 1980s version of or even Big 1960s. Ten. Yeah, let's drink whole milk. You know, he he, he doesn't like skim milk. Yeah, or 
1%. But to wrap up the camp tour, I mean, obviously they were amazed by the the talent and the of the the defense. Did they um, say anything about the offense about Shea? Looked that he looked good. Okay. Um I I still think they have two good quarterbacks. I still think Brandon Peters is a good yeah. quarterback. And but a good by the young way, one. Shea Patterson is officially the starter. Is the starter. Yeah, he's been the name starter. All right. Um, Wisconsin was – you could pretty much uh, put Wisconsin in this the same Michigan State and Iowa breakdown as far as uh, physical, grid practice, you know, whatnot. Yeah, sure. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like the break – I mean, the breakdown of Wisconsin was pretty pretty much standard. Um, I guess the, only, the things coming out of Wisconsin that are big is – People getting arrested. Yeah, I mean, it sucks even yeah. – I mean, at this point, I, I know Wisconsin being brought down actually helps Iowa. I'm yep. to the point now where I'm just, like, sick of hearing about so, it. Yeah. So, um, Two wide receivers, Quintez Cephas and Danny Dan- Davis. So, right now – And that's um, the two top returning receivers, yes. if, I'm, if, I, if I'm correct. And another thing is that a lot of people said the emergence of Quintez Cephas and Danny Davis – was one of the reasons why it was putting Wisconsin over the top. Yeah. Um, because Cause they uh, help out Horny Brook, who, yep. who needs the help prob- yep. probably. And, I mean, honestly, if you have two great receivers, Jonathan Taylor, those offensive linemen, right. they gotta, they, your weakest spot is Horny Brook yep. on the offense. And Quintez Cephas, for those of you who don't know, he's it doesn't look good for him i think he's out for the year i don't think there's any doubt about that uh he's he's charged with two felony counts of sexual assault so i this trial is going to take the whole year there's no way they're going to reinstate him before the trial's over he's done and then danny davis danny davis has been suspended for two games but he was present during these assaults so i don't understand how he can't now he has not been charged with anything but i'd be surprised if he's not charged by by the end of this thing yeah so I think two games is going to be a lot more than that in the end, and yeah. possibly the whole season. Um, yeah, so that's not good to hear if you're a Wisconsin fan. Um, the takeaways that they had, like one of them was at, after all the camp tours were over, they were said what, what, uh, they asked the question, what was the, one of the biggest takeaways you had? Just talking about a unit for the Big Ten West, and Howard Griffin said the Wisconsin offensive line is that good. He which, did. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. I get. They are they are sure. probably that good. I mean, I hmm. this could be one of the best uh, Wisconsin offensive lines of well, all time. Being assembled. It could be one of the best Big Ten lines of yeah, all time. of all time. Yeah. So, um, but the other thing that, that was pointed out, that Jerry DiNardo pointed out, is that they went into the camp tour thinking that the gap between Wisconsin and the rest of the Big Ten West team had grown, but they actually thought it had shrunk. Really? Okay. That's what Jerry DiNardo said. Hmm. Yeah. So Wisconsin's closer to the rest of them than they had anticipated. Correct. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's... Well, that that falls in line with what I was thinking going into the season. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, last place, two places they went to were uh, Purdue and uh, Northwestern. And can, they I, just got... can I just go ahead and say, here's what we learned there. Dave Revson loves Jeff Brom. Dave Revson loves Northwestern. And one more, Dave Revson loves Northwestern's new facilities. Definitely talked a lot about. All right, well, let's let's separate the two so we don't we don't you know screw over one of the fan bases. Purdue was first. Yeah. Um, Did they talk about their new they, facilities? 
They did. Oh yeah. They're, How long? Not as long, probably. <laughs> was it more than me. thirty seconds, though? Because that's how Big long Kurt's they talked about giving, Illinois. Big Kurt's facility. giving me a facetious look across the table. <laughs> um, again, you know, another thing to point out here: we are biased. We oh, are absolutely. Biased fans. I, I, and I honestly want to talk about this. We, we are not members of the media. No, we we're not perf- journalists. We, we need to perf- point that out. We, we don't have to act like we're unbiased nope. when everybody knows there's not there's not an unbiased person on the planet we all have our own biases and i should point out that i've had my little scraps with dave on twitter before on twitter? yeah okay i've never so there's, tw- dave resident has never put anything out in the twitter universe that has caused me the desire to want to fight with him well i didn't want to fight with him he he's the one he started it damn yeah. it um Anyways, back to Purdue. Um, they, they, I thought they were actually, there was a lot to pull out of the Purdue. Yeah, let's hear it, because I did not watch that one I, at all. They did talk about how much they like Brome. I like Brome. Yeah, I do Dude, too, but I just think that they just give them, they gave him a little bit too much love last year, and I, I get it. They're the Big Ten Network. They're supposed to be he, building he up. He deserved a lot pro- of love last year. He got him to seven and six with a bowl win. Okay, I, how I, did they you, get there? From defense. I understand. Yeah. Well, hey, you you coach to the strengths of your team. To okay. Get, Touche. So Brome deserves credit for what right. he 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 gets on the Big Ten Network and media. Um, uh, they they talked about the digs. They how they like the new digs, but they they talked about how the offensive line did not look good. Mm. What did they say about the defense? Same, same thing. Same. Okay. So I thought that was what you could pull out. Northwestern. Yes, they they very much talked about. The digs, the 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 scenery that they had, where they had it set up. Did they like? Were they constantly panning the 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 facility? Panning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was yeah. ocean views. Well, we got the view of an I beam. Illinois did. Thanks, um, thanks, Dave. Um, but I, I tell you what, every time a Northwestern football player is interviewed, it is they sound great, right? Oh my God. I know it's it's they, hard to hate them too much. I, I just. There was a time when Northwestern was very t- tip tip top of the hated list for Iowa fans. I think it's really yeah. Oh yeah, give me a year. Like the early. Well, I remember the '99 early, Iowa mid team. early 2000s when Iowa was like really rolling, but like Northwestern okay. was the one that would stop us from. Okay, like, yeah. The one that I remember was I think it was '99 when. Northwestern had a really good team, and Iowa's terrible, and yeah, Iowa beat them. on that team. 2000, actually. 2000. Yeah, we beat Iowa beat them in 2000. Yeah. Oh, that made, like, my month. Yeah. Because uh, I hated Northwestern point, so much back then. Kirk Ferentz, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, long story short, that has dissipated in with me. I used to dislike Fitzgerald. It used to drive me nuts. I Dude, you just have to respect i'm sorry i know you're an illinois fan but you have to respect i respect the hell out of them yeah, you have to yeah yeah doesn't mean i have to like pet fitzgerald no i'm not telling you who you have to like or dislike and i'm not going to no i refuse know. but the players interviewed sound like what you would think a northwestern player would sound right. like which is a pre-med guy that right plays football road scholar yeah yeah we got a road scholar at quarterback we got There's another one no linebacker. Doubt. If you're coaching at Northwestern, you have to coach to your strengths, with the, which is you have smart players on yeah. your team. Yeah, so, yeah, make sure they're in the right place at the right time. Yeah, every play, that always right? comes through yeah. with the Big Ten busters. So. And you have to recruit to that, too, and they have a definitely a different recruiting strategy than 
everybody in the Big Ten yeah. because they have to, and yeah. and they do they do well by it. You yep. know, it's it's hard to it's hard to knock them, but I'm still not going to like them. That's fine. Okay. Again, glad I made that clear. Reiterate again. This is who we are. We are going to talk about every team. We aren't fake. There is nothing fake here. We are going to tell you what we think. But yet, with that being said. Try to be unbiased when we're talking about the actual teams and how we think they line up. And I think I will. I will be. So I think I will yeah. too. All right. So last topic. This is mm. your uh, warning that we are now entering into knucklehead season talk. Urban Meyer, Ohio State. <clears throat> yeah. Era. Well, okay. Let me actually stop real quick. Rutgers so also eight, had a, yeah. a knucklehead. They had eight players but it's it's eight former and current players with a credit card fraud yeah there was four of them are gone already right but four are on are on the two deep yeah so it was credit card fraud scam uh one guy started it brought another guy in to be kind of the ringleaders brought six other guys in to basically steal money somehow on the interwebs i don't know how they did it right but um, it'll affect their depth a little bit this year, from what I can tell on, on defense anyway. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, I mean, it's Jersey, right? Credit card fraud's like, it's like yeah. stealing baseball cards. Right, that's it's part of the... It's, yeah, it's right Tuesday. Let's, let's do some credit card fraud. Um, okay, so then into, again, the Ohio State uh, saga. I don't know how you want to say it, but all right. Um, I'm going to say a couple things. but. Please. Uh, not. I don't want to get too. Did ready. you read the report? I read the report. Yeah. Um, I read it. I had to wake myself up several times throughout. But yeah, I but mean, obviously got through it somehow. Yeah, it's extensive. Um, watched the press conference. Um, probably more than anything, watched the reaction from the press conference and yeah. the release. Um, this is the the first thing I'll say is, uh. One of the reactions on Twitter that was refreshing to hear, I, mm-hmm. I hope that comes off the right way, is, is my boy, my spirit animal on Twitter, Danny Cannell. Yeah. And he basically just said, wow, I'm paraphrasing here, wow, there sure seems to be a lot of geniuses on Twitter and in social media mm-hmm that thinks they know exactly how they would have yeah. reacted if they were put in the position that <clears throat> several officials were put in. And, you know, I, th- I think it seems a lot easier from the outside with right. the 2020 hindsight, 2020 vision than when it, things were going. Down. So if I may, as I read through the report, <clears throat> pardon me, the 23 page report, I was trying to put myself in urban shoes. And I found myself being pretty sympathetic to most of the situations that he went through. Mm. Um, my overall observation is that Urban probably exercised bad judgment on a number of occasions over kind of a long there period. There is. Not, not great. probably. He, he okay. exercised <clears throat> bad judgment. Is he a jerk? Sure. We all knew that. But he was also protecting a guy. He's all, this is also a deeply spiritual guy. So he he's thinking in terms of forgiveness. Now, did he take it too far? Yeah, I think he probably did. He didn't break any laws. He didn't break any NCAA You're talking rules. Urban. You're talking Urban. I'm talking about yeah. Urban. So am I okay with the the uh, three game suspension? Whatever. I don't think it's the I don't think it's an awful uh, pun- punishment. I, I think it's. Maybe it could have been a little stiffer, but I don't think it's inappropriate. No. 
Okay. No. So I'm not off base from what from what you're thinking. I'm still having troubles to be completely honest. I've thought on this way more than I want to, and it 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 is still hard for me to completely come down where I want to come down on it. And I don't think that's going to be a common thing with me on this podcast. If you knew me in person, I'm typically opinionated and have something to say. Mm-hmm. It's I, tough to make a judgment. I just feel like this. The people that have made the harshest judgments mm-hmm. pro or anti-urban. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know the pro-urban people. Yeah, they're all Ohio State the State lunatic fans. fringe Ohio yeah. State people. Yep. There are Ohio State people on Twitter and that some that I know that said it they, 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 none of most Ohio State fans weren't showing up at the rally. No, it was Columbus a, right. is a huge city. Yeah, it's like a million people, basically. and there was like 180 people or something right. that showed up. Okay, like you're never going to legislate all the knuckleheads out of a fan base. And the one Every guy fan that base has them that led it was a known knucklehead, a known knucklehead yeah. that got people yep. there. So, anyways, the the most vocal pro urban are those guys. Yep. Okay. The most anti-urban people are two categories, okay? The the second category is a collection of Michigan, Tennessee, SEC fans, essentially... We'll call them C- Steve Deese, or Steve Dace. Dace, sorry. The, well, he's in both. I'll get to this. The, they're people that Urban has beaten up on in the college football world. Okay. They have a reason to dislike him because they've he's beaten up on them, and he's an arrogant prick. Yes, he is. There's no way to, sure, to he's, doubt he's, that. He's got a lot of enemies out there. So, obviously, you are you are giving them a gigantic fire to throw sure. gasoline on. Yeah. Okay. I don't really have sympathy for those people. Like, no, it's just that is okay. So put that one to bed. The other collection of people is people that have domestic violence in some form or other in their background yeah and i sympathize with them but they also sympathize with are are basically taking their experience and projecting it onto this one which may not be accurate this is sensitive material here i know we're talking i know obviously big kurt and i have the utmost respect for females and I mean, you, 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 you do not lay a hand on a female. Okay. Um, so if you have experience with that, I, I consider myself an extremely lucky person. I just, I didn't grow up in that environment. Nor did I. And I, and I love my dad dearly and my mom dearly because of that. And I cannot speak from that position of somebody that did. Right. So I just felt like you, they needed to have their chance to, Sure, and they got it off their chest, yeah. They they 100% have the right to do that. Sure. But there just always is a little bit of a situation where it's like, but but Urban didn't do this. Like, he didn't physically abuse right. somebody. Um, I think the breadth of what people think a major college coach knows about what happens under the umbrella of his program is... It, it, people think they they know everything. Mm-hmm. They, they do not. And I no, kind you of can't possibly. I mean, look, this is the way you you think about this. Wives 
hold secrets from their husbands. Especially they, smart ones. And they live together. Right. Vice versa, husbands holding things from their wives. This is a coach that was on his staff. Now, there is no doubt in my mind. When I think of the poor judgments, a lot of it was in that report of all that stuff. The strip clubs. The so that yeah, there was so many things that just why kept. Why did you sh- keep that jackass on your and staff? That, I fully agree with you there. It, it was such a liability for him to keep that guy, and he kept just sheltering this guy. And I just don't under. I don't think the grandson of Earl Bruce is enough reason the, the, to the keep the positives him. that I can pull out from this guy. The grandson of Earl Bruce, and he, apparently is a really good recruiter too. Oh okay, but I didn't know that about him, but. He is at Ohio State. How hard is it? I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could recruit pretty good. And he was at Florida before that, so. Um, th- that that was just poor, horrible judgment, poor right? Judgment, yeah. from Urban. Yeah, but he brought this on himself. Yeah. let's be honest. But there's other people out there. I mean, Jason Whitlock has something along the lines of what we've been saying for his reaction. Um, there's a. I don't know. I don't want to get. I. I just. I guess. I just want to make it clear that it. it, it Zach Smith is a horrible human. Yeah. It, it, by he, by all accounts. Yes. I mean, just the what you've read, what you've seen. I. I. There, I, I can't. The strip club thing for six hundred bucks. That's just amazing. And he just said, uh, "Just don't do it again, or you're fired." Now, the one thing that stuck out to me though was he's never fired anybody. Correct. Yeah, that was that seems thing that came impossible. Out. Yeah, as a head coach, so he's loyal to a fault. Yeah, who'd who'd have known it? Right, and maybe exactly that pro- maybe that proves why, like, he's gotten so upset at ex assistants that have took off because he's like, right, I'm loyal to you and you weren't loyal to me. Yeah. and I think you know what that falls under the the urban arrogance. That, yeah, that is obviously wrapped in his persona. Yeah, but in the end, three game suspension. He can, but not suspension from coaching during the week. He can coach, only during the game. He can. Uh, well, he's suspended for the first game completely. He's still suspended through the first game. Then he can okay. coach the team the second and third game. Mm-hmm. The third game is TCU. Just not during but the, then he can't yeah. coach during can't, the game during the game at TCU. And then yeah. after that, he's fully uh, in. Um, I I can change my judgment on this if new things come out. Sure. But my thought process on this is that. I'm never going to change your mind, the listener, on Urban Meyer, plus or minus. Um, I don't intend to. He is back to being the coach of Ohio State football. As season. I predicted from the very start, so did I. I did, so did waver I. on that, yeah. which I, I'm ashamed of myself for, but I ended up being right. My my initial reaction was correct. So that he wasn't going anywhere. That is. He's the coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2018 and moving on. We are not going to talk about it that much more. No, let's again, try not we to. We want to talk about yeah. football and the plays and this and that, and they should have done this. The last thing I'm going to leave you with, and I am kind of want to okay. see your reaction here. All right, okay. hit last me with thing I'm going to leave you with. This is in my gut. I get gut feelings, and, okay. I, and I say them out loud sometimes. I think... Ohio State fans mm-hmm. are going to regret the decision that Ohio State University made within three to four years. I think this will hurt Urban's legacy enough mm. 
Okay. That. So that he'll start becoming like a Joe Pa towards the end where he's declining, but he doesn't want to leave. Is that what you're saying? I just think the media and social media has so much power if if it is not let go. They're just going to keep bashing him happens, for years and years. Okay. It's going to negatively affect recruiting in the program enough. Uh, They're never going to be like seven and five. Don't get me wrong, but... I think they could take a... You know what? Baylor's still recruiting at a pretty high level. Yeah. I think they'll be just fine. Right. Yeah. I mean, Baylor had a top 25 class last year. Yeah. It's, uh, their boosters know no shame. With that, you have a culture of rape that you're proliferating throughout your your program. And, and, and one year later, oh, yeah, we're still paying recruits to come here. Hey, guess what? We're watching live college football. Yeah, right. Could now. be worse, right? And I'm out of beer. So. Yeah. So this we're gonna put a we're gonna put a uh, bow on the end of podcast one. Next podcast bow on the end of the preseason. That too. This is our last preseason podcast for the eyes on big. Moving on to the season preview, and yes. then we'll be into the season after that. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon.